Welcome to the Recovering Perfectionist Podcast, where I empower you to develop sustainable habits, challenge society, and take messy action. I'm Christine, life balance coach and world champion ballroom dancer, and I believe that everyone has the power to create their very own life by design. The Recovering Perfectionist podcast was created with a mission to encourage a life of abundance by finding peace and acceptance in our own imperfections and developing healthy self-love through sustainable habits and manifestation. It's time to align with the universe for the full human experience and redefine what it really means to be successful. Uh It's too good, the secret is out and wow, Uh uh-huh. Welcome back, everyone, to the Recovering Perfectionist podcast. I am so excited. I'm always excited, but you know, it's always fun when I have people on as a guest that you know I have a special connection with. And I am here today with Miss Kelly Langstaff. She is a career coach and mentor. Hi, Kelly. Hi. (laughs) And um, yeah, Kelly and I met in a coaching container space um, with a mutual coach. And we have formed this beautiful sisterhood bond and, and helped each other out. And we're going to kind of dive deeper into that today um, and kind of what Kelly does and how she got to this point. And we're just so, it's just so awesome. I'm so glad we're finally <laughs> doing this because it's been a long time coming, but um, yeah, yeah, Kelly. Our, what our is- program, <laughs> our, our program ended over a year ago, which is crazy to think about. Um, That's nuts. So it's been in a year um <laughs> yeah but yeah and we've never we've never actually met in person which is also no. crazy but we feel so connected to each other <laughs> and um and we both live in california which is even crazier because we just need to like make the intentional time to do so it's a big it's a big state it's I'm a big not. state <laughs> <laughs> but um no i'm just really excited um to chat with you i want to let's start with kind of the journey like let's talk about where we both were maybe a year ago specifically you know you and you know how you got into your transition from like you did this real nine to five to entrepreneur switch but you gave yourself the grace to do it so maybe just kind of start start there sure um so when we met in our coaching program it was like fall twenty. 20, I think. Um, so obviously that was kind of peak COVID pandemic. The world has just kind of been shut down for, you know, nine months. Um, and where I was like entering the beginning of 2020 and where I was like ending 2020 was probably like the biggest shift ever, um, in my life. And I feel Uh, now I have, you know, the terminology to call it like these quantum leaps and things like that. But at the time it was just like a total 180 of the life I was living. So even rewinding, like before then, just for some background, um, I'm, uh, born and raised in California, but I spent my college years and after in New York city. And, um, I've had a career in corporate marketing, um, pretty much since I graduated college. Um, so with, you know, internships and, it's very much the ambitious, uh, achievement-focused millennial that I think many of us are. Yeah. Um, and my career, um, you know, my mom was a big career person. My dad was too. You know, we were always like in daycare. 
um, versus the stay at home mom kind of lifestyle. So that was something that was always really clear to me that I wanted was like success in that very like corporate way. Um, I ironically, I went to school for film and television. I like was like kind of an art student because I've always had this kind of creative sensitive side as well. Um, but after school, I very much was like, okay, I want stability, I want structure, I want corporate. Um, and I bounced around from like film and media jobs uh, at big networks while I was in New York. Um, and then I transitioned into the tech industry when I moved back home to San Francisco. Um, and I've been at like large companies, small startups. Um, and a real big shift for me happened when my one of my bosses hired me a coach. And like during this time, I would say I was like happy or I, I thought I was happy. I was definitely struggling, but it's one of those things that like, you don't realize you're struggling that much because everyone is just doing the same things as you, you know, right. like my twenties were basically, I'm 31 now. So this, and I, I mark kind of my time in New York as my twenties. Cause I was like mm-hmm. college age when I moved there. And, uh, when I left and, um, it was very much a, just complete hustle of wake up early to go to the gym, go from gym to work, like make sure you have everything with you. You can't make mistakes. Like after work, there's a happy hour. And then from the happy hour, you go to dinner. And then after the dinner, you got to like the drinks. And it was just that for like 10 years. Um, and so I really wasn't nourishing myself in any way, shape or form. Um, mm-hmm. Work was really rewarding because I kept, you know, succeeding I'm doing air quotes for since this is only audio Um, but um it was really interesting um to kind of keep in that trajectory sorry to cut you yeah you were succeeding you said the air quotes in the sense of like what society deemed as succeeding or what I thought I wanted at the time you know like I because the answer was always like more money right like oh I make I make $70,000 at this job. Like, oh, if I can only make $90,000 in my job, that my life would be so much better. And so I kept chasing, you know, just those salary increases. But from a lifestyle perspective, my um, my life was very much a rat race and just really exhausting. Um, and it really took its toll. Uh, so now we're at January, 2020. Um, my body shut down completely, like mm. full burnout, flu, burnout, uh, you know, the classic spiritual, like I developed a chronic illness. Um, it was like that for me. Burnout um, is diagnosable now. Like it's a thing. Mine was, and, but when it starts to like manifest as like physical symptoms in your body, like that's like, uh, your body is literally screaming at you to be like, we yeah. need a change. Like we can't do this anymore. Yep. Um, at the time I was working at a startup that was just like a ridiculous product and spending money, like a joke. Like I couldn't even watch the show Silicon Valley on HBO. Cause it like, wasn't funny. Cause it was like my life. It wasn't funny to me. Cause the stuff they were making fun mm-hmm. of was like, Oh my God, I have to like talk to these people every day. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, we had the fancy office and the like free lunch every day. So like those things start to feel like the more important stuff. And I was, you know, making a lot of money. Um, You have your equity and that kind of stuff. But uh, when my body started to shut down, I started getting like chronic hives was how it manifested for me. Mm. Um, And that was kind of the first time where I was like, okay, I think like things are not as good as I think they are Mm -hmm. in my life. 
And then a couple months later, COVID happened. Um, my startup crashed and burned two months into the pandemic, 60 people lost their jobs. Um, and that was even more of a, okay, what is life if, you know, I don't have a career right now. And so a lot of that like panicky kind of energy was there, but then, so it took a real low, low, low to be like, okay, what next? Or like, what now? And like, for the first time, it was like, not about what job do I get next? It was like deeper than that. It was like, what do I want my life to be? And what do I want to feel like? And um, out of questions, like these questions that um, you're right. I mean, in when you're working that nine to five, especially in the tech world, it's just like, where do I like, what job should I get next? How much more money can I make? How much, you know, what, how much more skills can I create to put on a resume to look better, to get a better job versus like you're saying, like these new developments of like, what do I actually want my life to look like? What kind of quality of life do I want to live? That's a whole different completely conversation. I think, I think in careers, it's kind of similar to relationships. Actually, we tend to be very reactive and Mm -hmm. we tend to be like, okay, I was with someone who was really avoidant. So I'm going to like go to someone who's like really clingy. And then you're like, well, that person's too clingy. So then you're like back to someone who's really, or like, um, or that guy was like really like wild and adventurous. It was too much for me. So now I'm with someone really safe, but like, he's really boring. So now I'm back. Like, and you kind of like, and we do that in our jobs too. Um, And I noticed it a pattern with me. I would go from like large, comfy corporation to risky startup um, because I would get bored in the comfy, the comfy corporation. I would want more impact. I want more autonomy. Um, So I'd go join these risky things based on like, what I got to do there more than like what the product was and how like well the company would do it was like it was like a very narrow focus of like well this is going to be good for me but um ultimately it was it was a very like short-sighted pattern that I was like really ready to kind of break um but when I was in this moment of like okay (laughs) what what really has like lit me up in the past like what is interesting to me and I would flash back to this kind of moment where one of my bosses had given me a career coach um, when I was um, like middle manager employee at one of my tech jobs. Um, I was pissed at the time when I got this coach because it I wanted a promotion. Like I wanted ah. more money. I wanted the title. Right. And in our, you know, in our little review, she was like, actually, you have a lot of growth that you need to do. And I was like, what are you talking about? Tell me the, like, tell me what tasks I need to do to, mm. to, to have growth. Like I was that very focused on like that type of thing. Um, that's normal though. I feel like that's a lot of yeah. people is they're like, just tell me what it's really, really grow in and I'll do it. But it's not, everybody's growth is different. And that type of deep work growth that now we've both been through after all of this <laughs> yeah. is like, that's not something you could just be like, here, check this off a list. It's like, well, no. you think, you think that career growth is just so like responsibility focused and skills focused and like, oh, if I just, you know, do these projects or and the lead on this, then I'll, you know, learn what I need to learn. But what I learned through coaching is that like personal growth is actually the only way for career growth to happen. Like mm-hmm. you need to learn the big life lessons of like, don't take everything personally. And, um, you know, like before agreements and, uh, 
you are in control of your life and you are responsible for your own happiness. And like, so those were just really big and like the chaos that's happening around you is like, because of the choices you're making, not because of any external like force. So it was a big reckoning. Um, and I loved, it really set me on this, like for, it started as like a psychology, personal growth kind of path. Um, that I followed, you know, I read a lot of Brene Brown and Glennon Doyle and was just very much like, these people have so much good nuggets (laughs) to like share. And um, I didn't really get into like the spiritual part of anything at all Um, until this like low, low moment of 2020. I followed an Instagram post on a whim that was like, learn about manifestation. And I was like, fucking I need something because yeah. I don't know if I, I don't know if I can swear on your podcast oh, but totally. like <laughs> it was one of those just like hail mary like clearly I don't know what I'm doing because mm-hmm. I don't have what I want so I might as well try something I've never tried um you want different and, you gotta do different exactly so um flash fast forward six months after that I was joining a coaching course uh with you that was I was in kind of an entry uh manifestation course and that really just taught me deeper lessons of kind of some of the personal growth stuff that I'd been learning um it helped me get out of a relationship that was really negative um Mm -hmm. and I had like the best couple months of my life living on my own I moved to a new town um and I really just got extremely clear on like what I wanted my life to be and what I wanted it to look like. Um, that is like the understatement, by the way, for people who don't know, Kelly, like <laughs> when she says she got really clear, like she like would come on these calls and be like, okay, guys, so here's the deal. I want someone <laughs> in my life that looks like this. I want to be the person that I, for me, like looks like this. I want to own a farm with chickens and all the, you know, like she's like, I want to, she would like give us a visual of the day that she wanted to go through on this farm. And you, I mean, it was so incredible to hear you dream mm-hmm. and now to hear what your life, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm cutting to the end here, but I just wanted people to know yeah. Spoiler the visualization alert. for you no, was, was real. Yeah. yeah. So I, I dove into my like human design and I started learning, um, just a lot of these different modalities of spirituality and, something I kind of continued from, I learned eventually that this is part of uh, my human design is a reflector. Um, and I'm also line three, five, which means I like to sample things and try a lot of different things. So I'd been doing this my whole life. I didn't really understand why. Um, but especially with the spirituality stuff, I love to just be like, Ooh, this is really valuable from that. And Ooh, this is really valuable from Mm -hmm. that without becoming like an expert in anything. Um, and as we were starting to niche, niche down, as they say, um, in our coaching, I was a little bit shy of this idea of being a like corporate career coach, because in the spiritual world, corporate is like Satan, like yeah. everyone has pretty much everyone. This is what I realized, at least like everyone who has become an entrepreneur is because they have an extremely negative like trauma experience with corporate that they have not healed they are just like fuck that I'm (laughs) gonna start my own business because it's worth it yep and I recognized that for what it is is like well that's great for everyone who like wants to be an entrepreneur but that's not for everybody and there's plenty of people 
you know, I, I, I noticed it so often when I was still in these corporate environments, because through all this, I was still, you know, working in corporate. Um, mm-hmm. I just quit my corporate job like three weeks ago. So I'm Woo! very baby new um, full-time coach, but uh, yeah, it's exciting. Uh, we can get to that <laughs> in a mm-hmm. little bit later. Um, but uh, something I just noticed was like, there's this really big market and like group of people like you know every meeting I would be in every um team I would join I would just notice these people that like were just like me before I discovered all this stuff of like Uh you know facing burnout physical symptoms starting to manifest from their frustration feeling really lost not really knowing what to do in a lot of these difficult situations and work can be so traumatic in those ways because there really isn't in most cases someone to like guide you like your boss is doing this to you what do you do or you know you want to go interview you want to switch to this career path how do you do that and I was pretty scrappy and kind of figured out a lot of this on my own but I just really noticed this lack of empathy and sensitivity and like spirituality in the corporate world um specifically around like finding work that felt like you and really authentic and like really taking time to ask these questions of like what does success mean like what is my definition and also like a big part of it is understanding your own work like story like what has work meant for you your whole life like I know um we talked when we talked about yours Christine like your father was an entrepreneur so that like super heavily influenced yeah your journey and you know oftentimes we don't even have this full awareness of what's making us make the decisions we make so um I really tried to build or I am trying to build my business around um just like a thoughtful approach to career paths and like career journeys um because I think there's a lot to be fixed in the corporate world and Mm -hmm. it is my duty as a reflector to be a mirror to the collective and try to you know make impact where I can and I I think you know business is ultimately about people and I would I would just every job I had I was getting so distracted by the people it would be like (laughs) do these tasks and I'd be like but so and so is going through blah (laughs) I was like always so drawn to the helping people be the best versions of themselves and figure out their superpowers. And it was just, um, so yeah, eventually yeah, you've always been time. that way though. And yeah. so <laughs> when we, when we joined, for those of you who are into, um, human design, um, you know, I had someone on that would talked about human designers name is Meredith. Um, and so go back and listen to that episode for sure. I can put it in the, um, resources section here, but a reflector, like I'm a projector. So a reflector is someone like you, there's this energy about you. And we didn't all know this before. Even you didn't know what you were until we all did it in this course. And it wasn't even a human design course. We just all found it because other people were doing it. But, um, the connections that we've built through this being in this coaching space and jumping on calls every week and going through these like intense, like you said, quantum shifts. Mm -hmm. Um, we created really this sisterhood and this bond of helping each other. And so when, you know, Kelly was talking about 
you know, how, yeah, she knows my story with my dad and my entrepreneurial journey, because I reached out to her so many times and we created this, almost this little subgroup, right. (laughs) With Yumi and Kenzie, who's also on the podcast. Um, and she, and the three of us would kind of like, have like, um, you know, like a second conversation after we would have it with our coach to just kind of like reel it all in. Cause there was so much going on between the three of us that we were like, we needed some extra time to just kind of like absorb it all. Yeah. It really became the first environment to where I was getting to, and I think it was the same for you and Kenzie. We were getting to practice coaching on each other and we were getting yes. to learn. Cause like, I didn't have clients yet. Like I didn't have, right. a lot, we all kind of started in a different place. Like some people knew they wanted to do a coaching business. Some people mm-hmm. knew blah, blah. I was just like, ground zero, you know, um, but in these, in our big group and in these subgroups, and, you know, there's many women that I'm still super tight with, um, uh, following, you know, this program, um, that's, that's like the best part of it, the community and the sisterhood, like you said, um, but it was these, these moments of like, I think I can help and like really getting to practice sharing your voice and like thoughts without, Mm -hmm telling people what to do and learning how to ask questions that would potentially, you know, push the person to go a little deeper with themselves. And so it was a really, um, because we were all in, we were all there and for a similar purpose, right. To build a business for ourselves, but we all had such unique backgrounds and stories of like where we were at in our lives and what struggles, what areas of struggle we kind of were facing, you know, like you and Kenzie were both, um, really confident in relationships and I was like super single at the time and really like I don't even know how I'm ever gonna find a partner blah 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 and then like with work stuff you know I was able to be like oh well work's really easy and you just kind of realize like we often yeah we were we were flipped it was like (laughs) Kenzie and I were trying to figure out like how we're gonna make our next paycheck and Kelly was over here like oh my god I just like got this job and it's paying me like you know 10 grand a month and we're like what but then same thing like I was planning a wedding you know and was I'm you know now married to the love of my life and you know Kenzie was kind of in a relationship trying to figure out but she was also building such a strong relationship with herself and you were in you know you weren't in the best situation and had to walk away from that Mm -hmm. and get back into the dating pool and you were unsure and you were I mean there was a lot going on so it's like it was so um it was a very interesting trio that we had going where we all had different areas of strength and that helped us to feel like oh there's hope like we would look at each other and help each other out in the areas like, yeah, well, I've been there and this is how I overcame that. Or this is what, this is what a mindset of someone who is comfortable in that genre mm-hmm. of life is going through. And it's like, oh, I never thought about it that way. Right. Yeah. I also think it's really important when we have those kinds of conversations, because it shows you that like, there are areas in your life that you, it's almost like an unconscious mm-hmm. competence kind of, right? Like you're so good at it you don't realize that you're good at it and how naturally it comes to you and how easy it is um we just focus so much on what we don't have or what we're lacking or what um, we struggle with and so when we do get to focus on these areas that 
are a strength for us and really like realize that like, oh, we are capable of abundance in like this category. So why, like, how do I transfer that? Or how do I apply those same strategies to these other areas? And that for me was like the biggest breakthrough, I think with like, okay, like systematically (laughs) let's improve my life. Um, And, you know, money was like, romance was an area that I was like, okay, I need to definitely fix this. I've now, you know, been dating my boyfriend for a little over a year. We live together. Um, he's the best ever. Um, we're trying to start a family. It's like really crazy stuff. Um, but oh we're my happy. God. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I felt really like lost for a while there and, you know, dated a lot of frogs, if you will. Um, but money was another area that I totally had to change my story um, because I, even though I'd had these corporate jobs and, you know, jobs that paid well, um, money was never, I just had a negative relationship with it. You know, um, I grew up, you know, upper middle class. I, I worked since I was in high school, like, but that was always like my spending money. So my connection with money became, oh, I make $200 for my restaurant job. I have $200 to spend. Like that was the foundation of it so as that kind of grew like oh I got you know a thousand dollars for my job oh I have a thousand like dollars to spend like I never learned those money management like budget anything like that um and then as I was living in New York in my 20s definitely over my means um at some really you know low-paying film industry jobs um I definitely got into a lot of debt. Um, I'd have to ask my parents for money, which really was hard on my parents and I's relationship because they would say no after a while. And then it would like just be this whole, I was afraid to tell them. And Mm -hmm. so um, there was a lot of healing that needed to happen around that. But I kind of using the tools that I learned about these other areas of like how to like dig in and really understand what's happening at the root of this. I, I realized like everything is just, a story we tell ourselves and we get to like change the story. Mm-hmm. And so the story that I was telling myself with money was I'm bad at money. Like I'm mm-hmm. bad at spending money. I'm bad with money. If you give me money, I'm going to do something stupid with it. I can't trust myself with money, that kind of thing. Um, oh. And it was simply, and this sounds so silly, but I was like, how simple it is. I mean, I was really 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 tired of my own bullshit I was like really tired of my own story I was tired of the story that I'm bad at money because I'm not I don't have to be I'm not bad at a lot of other things why am I saying I'm bad at this one thing like I can change this um and so I changed the story I told myself to be I'm learning to be good with money like I'm learning to be someone who is good with money because I'm good with money felt no, 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 I'm not <laughs> like, right. that's too much. That's too big of a leap. Um, but I picked this little new phrase that was like, okay, I'm learning. So then when the situation presented itself with money, I was no longer bad with money. I was learning to be good with money. So right. what does someone who's learning do? They maybe ask a friend, they research it, they read a book, they listen to a podcast, like they're open to, you know, new ideas and new ways of solving things. And that totally healed that area of my life and then I had a really um incredible like financial success you know one of the companies I used to work for IPO'd um so that's we were able to 
that that kind of manifestation opened a lot of doors um, down the road, including being able to purchase my dream farm, which is pretty crazy. So yeah, I have, I have, yeah, a year ago, I was in my little apartment um, by myself in like a bad part of town. And uh, now I live on two acres, like near Monterey, um, California. And we've got like trees and I don't know if you can hear the birds outside, but like we have chickens and it's just like really magical. So I can't like undervalue the importance of like really getting clarity on like what you want in life. Um, And then also just believing that it's possible and, you know, everyone's timelines are different, but um, it's really about, you know, taking responsibility and knowing that it's up to you like the reason there's stuff in your life that you don't like or that's shitty is like because you're allowing it Mm -hmm. (laughs) to stay there essentially yeah if you're in a job you don't like that you're choosing to stay there and like be there no one's forcing you absolutely yeah absolutely I mean that doesn't mean that if you make different choices it's not going to be maybe what you consider to be a more difficult road but um it's going to be one that's going to give you a better quality of life at the end of it and Mm -hmm. what's your alternative stay where you are and do nothing you know and be miserable like that's for me is the scariest part like it's scarier than putting myself out of my comfort zone and possibly failing and you know I mean failure doesn't affect me a lot of people are scared of failure but I'm like well failure is part of success so you gotta you know just keep failing and fail forward and fail often but um more than that is just next year being in the exact same place I am right now like that's, that's terrifying to me. So everyone has their own fears. Um, what I would love to chat about a little bit is just, um, you know, you are someone that you, and maybe you weren't always like this. I know we just kind of heard your, your journey, but, um, you can clarify that for me is your, your ability to give yourself grace and your ability to give yourself time to discover, to, to fully let the universe tell you what it needs um, or what you need. And I am not a very patient person. I kind of rush the process <laughs> a lot as you, as no, you know, no, <laughs> um, no, I, I want to do the work, but I also like, you know, I'm you want it not, right now. I, well, I'm not getting any younger and you know, that I want to live my life and have, have the success and have the money and have the ability to travel freely and do all the things like COVID really hit me hard. Cause I felt like I lost two mm-hmm. years of my thirties. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, where did it all go? You know, like if we want to start a family and do all of that, like we got to get moving on some of these bucket list Mm -hmm. things. And so the ability for you to have given yourself the time to truly sit with yourself and your feelings. I remember when you took a trip to that log cabin, do you remember with the bathtub that filled from the top? (laughs) I was like, oh my God, like you were, you know, we were doing our calls and you were like, I'm calling you guys from the cabin. And, and, you know, (laughs) you truly gave yourself the time. Um, I know I reached out to you about the podcast many, many times and you just weren't ready. And I respected that, but I also wanted you to know that it was still here, um, for you to express yourself and, and share your journey once you were ready. And, you know, this amazing guy that's come into your life and the farm and, you know, all this other things that you've manifested. Um, but you weren't worried about, Oh, I got it. Like I took this course to be a coach and I'm not a coach, you know, and I don't even know what I want to coach people on. And you let that journey be very organic 
and raw. And I, I want you to kind of maybe speak on that. What, like, was it easy to do that? Is that just your nature or is it something you had to like sit yourself down and be like, I'm going to allow myself to have this time or what kind of, what was your thought process there? I mean, I think it's a couple things. Well, first of all, like, thank you. That's very nice to observe a quality about me that I don't (laughs) think I, I don't think I compliment myself on that enough, Mm. but, um, it's something that's a good question. I would say it's kind of a couple things. Like one is I have a very healthy relationship with time. Um, I believe time is something that we create. I don't think time is something that is like taken from us. Like I think time is something, and I learned this in, there's a book called the big leap by Gay Hendricks. Um, it's like a very short chapter, uh, but I think it's, miraculous he calls it like Einstein time and you know you see all these memes that are like you know Beyonce has the same amount of hours as you in the day right. or like that right 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 for um and there's so many like time milestones growing up of like oh Forbes 30 under 30 or like I remember being a teenager and being annoyed or like being in my 20s watching American Idol and being annoyed that the people on it were younger and more successful than me yep. and I was like okay, that doesn't like help me by being like annoyed at them, but that took a while. It definitely took a while to get there. But um, in my busy kind of like corporate days, I really just changed the way I look at time. And instead of my day being, you know, this nine, 10 hour thing that people could take things away and then I have nothing left for me, um, I started being like, what do I want to do today? And what is for me today? Um, And it was as simple as like in my really low lows, I made a list on my phone that was like, it said, read yoga, cook or something like that. Mm. And I knew if I did one of those things that day, I would have a better day because Mm. those things brought me joy, brought me happy. Fast forward to our coaching um, experience where we learned that that's like a real thing called like our bliss list and you know you can create your own and I do it with all my clients now um but I I was already drawn to that instinct of like okay I need to fill my day with stuff that matters to me versus stuff that's for other people um so that's kind of like the small scale version of it and then when you stretch that out to being about life um I just I believe that well, there's, first of all, there's just like a deep trust in like the universe taking care of me. Like I really, um, that's something I really fostered in the manifestation work that we've did, um, that I am exactly where I need to be. I don't miss anything that's meant for me. Um, if I get rejected from something that is a redirection, that is me avoiding, uh, something that wasn't meant for me. Um, every experience I go through is a lesson. Um, the kind of non-spiritual version of this is just like a growth mindset. There's like a book called Mindset. That's um, a psychology book from a professor at Stanford. And she just straight up says, okay, there's two types of people in the world and two ways to think about life. That's it. There's two, not, not like seven ways of blah, blah, blah. Two ways. You're either a growth mindset or you're a fixed mindset. And a growth mindset is, okay, 
I can learn to do that. I can make that happen. There is a way, there is a possibility. Um, everything from, you know, learning to play an instrument, or oh, I just don't have any talent. I'm not good at that. Or money, I'm bad at money. Like those are fixed mindset things. So a fixed mindset person thinks that this is the way it has to be. And that's, or like, this is the way I am. And that's the way it is. Like that's mm-hmm. kind of their attitude. And a growth mind that person is like okay what if there's a bunch of other ways this could happen and like I don't know all the answers that's like the biggest part of it is admitting that you don't know the answers so I think for me that was a really big piece of this too because it's I don't I don't have to do anything right now like there's no rule telling me that it needs to happen right now and um some of that urgency I think can come from a more fixed mindset of like if I don't do it now then this negative thing will happen or this like and I just didn't believe those stories and like rules because I just had a lot more trust in I'll know when it's right and I'll know when I feel ready and um, I chose to keep working in the corporate setting because I knew that money, having money and having, you know, health insurance and having um, more money than I needed and being able to save and, you know, feel comfy and safe, that was really a priority to me for my well-being. Like I knew that not having the stress of that was a huge gift. And I knew that having a job where I um, was a contractor versus you know, having to go work in an office in Portland. I was like, oh, that feels really good for me because I was going through this time where I was really needing to heal and really needing to focus on myself. And so eliminating some of those really stressful things gave me, I gave myself, you know, the space and the energy to be able to do those things. I also made the choice to move to a place that made me really happy. I moved to Santa Cruz. I moved to the beach. I walked on the beach every day. It was beautiful. Um, Just like nature, gorgeous. And like those choices set up myself for a better success than if I was like still in San Francisco in an apartment with roommates. Like that would have been a much harder like environment to, um, to make this work. Or like I had the choice when I was breaking up with an ex do I go and live home and live with my parents? And I was unemployed at the time. This was like after the layoff. And, you know, the, the rational me was like, oh yeah, of course you should go live at home. You're not going to have any money. You need to save money and live at home until you find a job. But some nudge inside me was like, no, 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 that's not how you get better. Like you get better by doing this other thing. And so I think it's a combo of just like, really listening to yourself, giving, not setting any rules for yourself that aren't true. Um, Like you mentioned, like you're under time pressure to have a family and travel and you lost all this time. Like those are all really fixed mindset beliefs, Mm -hmm. right? Because you don't have to like, look at this time as a loss. Like what, what did you gain from this time? Like a lot, like your life has shifted in a lot of ways. You got married, you're in a new state, you have a new business. Like there's gorgeous 
things in yeah. your life. Oh no, definitely. I mean, and, that, what I was, yeah, if I would have traveled when I wanted to at the beginning of the pandemic, um, like we were supposed to, I would have been running away and I would have come back to the same problem. So I definitely yeah. see it now as like the universe was helping me to go through this deep work and grow my business mm-hmm. and really like, like stop running, Christine, stop traveling. Yeah. Focus on this thing, get it done, <laughs> be successful, and then you can go travel and enjoy your life. And so I see that now. And we're finally going and doing our big trip in a couple of months. So I'm stoked. Oh, but, exciting. Where are you going? Yeah. So we're going to Europe. Um, we're Woo! going, we're going to start in France and my country, and then we're going to go to Italy and Barcelona and Amsterdam. And it's going to be amazing. Wow. We're going to be in Europe for like two months. That's incredible. Yeah. So we're finally doing it. So I do see that now, but, um, yes, my relationship with time has been kind of like your relationship with money. It's been something I have definitely struggled with for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, um, the belief that just like, I'm not missing anything is a really, really, really important one. Like what is meant for me cannot miss me. It is not physically possible. Like I am truly like I can relax because all I have to do is listen to my intuition and like take care of my energy. And then like the rest kind of becomes really, really clear. So like crazy and the universe will like give you signs and stuff, however like deep you want to go. But typically Mm -hmm. even before I got spiritual, I was able to look back at my life and see that like, oh, the universe has always been being like, go do this, go do this. And I just like have been brave enough to listen. Right. Um, so it's, it's lucky, like people call it luck, but I think like there's oh, yeah. an Oprah quote that's like, luck is when preparedness meets opportunity. That's right. So that's like, that yeah, is- I'm not, I'm not a big luck believer. I'm very much of like no. alignment and intentionality. Exactly. And, yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, that's why I like start with my clients, like rather than, oh, let's go like browse LinkedIn for 10 hours. Like, no, like let's raise your energy first. Let's figure out who you are first. And then guess what? The jobs are going to be like everywhere. Um, and it's really funny how they're like, it's so weird. A recruiter reached out to me. I'm like, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, how weird, right? How strange. So, so um, yeah. So talk to us a little bit about that, right? What you're doing now with your coaching. Now you're ready. Yeah. You're branding yourself. You quit your job, your corporate job, which is a huge, like jumping out of an airplane with no parachute for you kind of thing. I was definitely the universe. I was not ready, but the universe was like, yes, you are. That's um, it. <laughs> I like knew it was building to some kind of conversation. You know, I sent out my January newsletter where I was like, here's my goals for, to my clients of like, here's my goals for 2022. And like my last big goal was like, I'm going to leave corporate and step full time. And and then literally the next day at work, um, I noticed this thing, this career or on our career site of our website, that there was a job posting that was like for my job that I was currently employed at. It was like mark head of marketing something. And I was like marketing lead something. And I was like, what? and you know, you like totally cycle or like freak out, like, fuck, fuck, like, what does this mean? Um, but meanwhile, I'd been like pretty frustrated at the role. It was very different than what I had, you know, expected it to be. Um, I was feeling really drained. A lot of my symptoms were coming back from some of my chronic illness stuff that I'd healed. Um, and my doctor was kind of saying like, look, like this isn't (laughs) something that you can like do for your health. Like you need to kind of, it was like, I was saying I was gluten-free and then going home and eating a pizza every night and being like, why does my body hurt? It's like, well, cause you're not getting rid of the thing that 
is there um, or is causing the problem. So uh, I knew it had been building to some kind of like conversation with my boss, but I was like, I don't want to like have that conversation. That's a hard conversation. <laughs> like I'm just going to kind of like in my journaling and in my, you know, conversations with my intuition. Um, Cause that's how I journal sometimes. I'm like, hi, intuition. What do you have to tell me? And then they just like, I just get yeah. messages and I write them down. Um, and it was like, I was like, like, show me the exit, show me the way out, like all that kind of stuff. And then like immediately um, I see this thing and I'm like, oh fuck, I have to have the conversation now. Like I can't just like ignore that. So I reach out to my boss and he's like, oh no, nothing to worry about. That's like a totally different thing. Um, but, oh, we should talk because like we're doing performance reviews and like yours is Monday morning. And I was like, oh my God, like now I really have to have this conversation. And I was like terrified to have it because obviously I knew this was the moment, like this was the thing I'd been praying for. Like this was the universe being like, here you go. Um, I didn't feel ready at all, but you know, cause like there was a version of me even back when I was at my Google contract job of like, oh, once I save, you know, $30,000, then I'll be ready. But it was like, yeah, I got to 30,000. Then what, you know, you're like, you're never ready. Yeah. You're never ready. It's not a financial thing. No. Um, it's, uh, so yeah. So I ended up having this conversation and I like go full authentic self and just like kind of tell him how I've been feeling and like a brilliant metaphor comes to me. And I actually get to go into like coaching mode a little bit where I'm like, look, like, this is what you think the situation is. And this is kind of like how I'm feeling. And this is actually like going to work out for the best for both of us. And mm -hmm. he totally got to see me in a new light because he was seeing me as, you know, an employee that wasn't super excited about their work. So I wasn't like performing, you know, outstanding. Um, Cause I was always wanting to like work on being a team lead and a manager and like helping everyone else be successful. And He's like, no, but I just need you to like do these tasks. And I was like, I think like we're, we, you don't want me for this job. <laughs> I don't want me for this job. Right, right, right. And, and so um, really like rapidly, he was like, okay, how about last day Friday? And I was like, okay. And so two weeks into January, I was out um, kind of before, <laughs> definitely before I was ready. But um, so it's been about a month and I have been a full-time entrepreneur, which is pretty exciting. Um, I immediately got a couple clients, like the universe is just so incredible in these moments, like random emails of like, oh, hey, like my friend referred me to you and I'd love to like learn more, like just mm. no effort, like really soul aligned that. clients that showed up for me when I really like took the risk and did, did that for myself. Um, mm -hmm. I had another big like moment yesterday. I posted on LinkedIn that I was a coach, um, which has been like a really scary thing for me to do. Cause mm -hmm. I've been a coach for the last year. Like I've had clients, um, pretty regularly, you know, I'm making a couple thousand dollars a month, like nothing that I felt ready to like step away from work for, but, um, still like, you know, not nothing. I, I wasn't doing it for free anymore <laughs> as I was mm -hmm. at the beginning of my journey. Um, and I was getting really good at it. I was just, I really like love it and enjoy it. Um, and so I did this like LinkedIn post cause I was so terrified to like truly come out of the coaching closet, if you will, mm -hmm. to 
my corporate community. Like that is every job I've ever had, every colleague, every whoever. And I just had so many fears around like, they're going to be like her. She wasn't even good at blah, blah, blah. Like, you know what I mean? Or like all the stories I was making up in my right. head, but um, like, what do I say? How do I say it? And I just kind of got a burst of energy yesterday and um, did the post and it's just been the most incredible like feedback and just support and like people from jobs from like my 20s in New York being like oh my god Kelly like I, I would love to talk to you I'm feeling so lost in my career and just so it's like it's such a oh needed like special thing and it just feels so good to be living really authentically and actually just uh-huh. doing work and creating work that's like helpful for people because I think the millennial generation especially is just you know we are raised by boomers but we have very different values than them as far as like what Uh life should be and what um success means to us and so grappling the grappling of those two is really difficult and um and so yeah I I really am excited to step into this full time and really just share everything I've lived and experienced as far as how to you know like be the guide and the mentor that I like wish I had you know during Mm -hmm. all those corporate years where I felt so lost and sacrificed so much of my own happiness for um for my career and so I really believe um that it's super possible to find work that brings you joy like feels authentic um Mm -hmm maybe it's starting your own business. Maybe it's not like not entrepreneurship isn't for everybody. Um, but what I really try to do with my work and with my clients is just start with you and start with your energy. And, you know, I, I brand it for corporate people. So I don't really say like, Oh, we're going to manifest and we're going to like blah, blah, blah. But all of that is definitely sneakily thrown in there. Of course, It's all of my, my sampling of all the things um, Yeah, just to discover kind of your own superpowers and you know like we were saying of our unconscious competence like finding that you know for you like and what kind of roles and teams and environments are going to feel the best for you and um really building up the confidence to be able to navigate those I love that finding joy in the work you do yeah I love that um you are you're I mean it's funny because as I'm saying this to you of like your transformation since I met you, you know, a few years ago and how, what you were manifesting and what you were doing and how you're living now and all the things. And, but people have said that to me too. And I think you and I both have that problem of like, where it's so easy for us to look at each other or other people and be like, Oh my gosh, you've grown so much. And look what you've done. It's like, we, we know we've grown yeah. too, because we see it we feel it. Like, like you said, you have a physical representation, you had hives, you know, that are gone, <laughs> um, all these different things. But, um, like I used to have really bad headaches, you know what I mean? Like it's just different, um, things, but, uh, in saying that to you, like, it's really nice. Like we, we need to also be seeing our own growth and being like, yeah, we did that. Like, like you, you took something as small as your boss, um, suggesting a career coach to you and you ran with that and it may have taken you longer than you expected, or you didn't know what you were expecting because you didn't know you were going to be on this journey, but 
you took that and ran with it. And now all of a sudden, like you're a career coach, like, yeah. <laughs> like what? Wild. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. I, I really like what you said about making sure we like reflect on our own success. Cause that's definitely something I've been noticing in just my one month of entrepreneurship is like, it's hard to yeah. feel we have to give ourselves like, the gold stars yeah. whenever we can, because we're going to have a lot of days that we don't feel like we deserve a gold star. And, um, yeah. it's not about that. The whole point is that we're trying to build a more customized quality of life for ourselves. Where we, like you said, find joy in the work that we do. And it's mm-hmm. not, and that's usually not working for someone else, especially like you said, if you have a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset, because a growth mindset, people are going to want to input ideas. Like you said, you wanted to create leadership opportunities mm-hmm. and helping people and your boss is like, eh, I need you to do this. And it's like, yeah, but that's not what I do. You know, like you don't, yeah. you don't find I, I think inspiration in that. Like it really comes down to the right people and the right environment. Like, cause you can, when you're looking for a job and I think that's why so many people start their own businesses or are attracted yeah. to that because you get to control the environment and the people, that's which right. are the two most difficult parts. Um, the skills and the responsibilities and the projects and the industry and all of that is, and like even the culture, I think um, are what we focus on when we look for work. Uh, okay. Because it's like, oh, I used to be a this, so I can do this at this company. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you stay kind of in your flow and your lane of what um, you're capable of. Those are, those are the jobs the recruiters are going to be like, hey, we, you did that at that company. We want you to come do that at this company. So kind of like breaking out of your lane and your mold is, is more difficult. Um, but uh, what we don't consider enough is the people we work with because, and or, or we were, were attracted by like a, dollar amount of a salary or a title yeah. or something maybe it's director and you've been manager for years and you're like oh, I really want to be a director um or you say no to an opportunity because it doesn't have the title you want like you're when you get so focused on those other things but um what makes a job good is are you in an environment where you feel like you are truly yourself authentically and showing your skills and your superpowers and like really really getting to like not be dimmed you are seen you are heard you are valued that is a good job it like and if you if you are paid tons of money but you are not seen heard valued you will hate your job what's it worth yeah exactly it's not worth your if you have a great title but you are not seen heard or valued like you will not be happy at that job and so that is why there's this big wave of you know people just quitting and figuring stuff out um but I'm really excited for it. And I I think there is more, there's just so much more room and like such a need for empathy and sensitivity and like a focus on people in the workplace so much more than um, the execution. And like when leaders are hiring for, for roles or for candidates in their company, it's not what can this person accomplish? It's who is this person and how will they fit Mm-hmm. in this environment into the culture so, of the of the company yeah and so that's something I really you know secondary to my primary um one-on-one coaching and you know I want to build courses I'm I have courses somewhat built um for people at a career crossroads or like how to be happier at work today like those types of things um those are other ways to work with me in addition to one-on-one coaching um but ultimately I want to create workshops 
for corporate environments and employers to be able to bring these lessons into their communities at work and really make sure that they're they're not losing people. Um, so I think it was a big shock to my boss when I quit because I wasn't like a bad employee. I was a good employee. And he was like very confused why I didn't want to work there or didn't fit there. And so I think, um, well, I think that that's normal though. I've seen that time and time again. Um, my husband, when he quit his job, uh, he was working at Toyota and when we started dating, I was traveling all the time and he had like no, no time off. And so Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, we're going to need to shift this. And he made the decision, you know, finally, okay, I'm going to be done. And his boss was like, when they get to a point of like running and in that CEO position and making multiple six figures they just see again like you have blinders on you're just in that bubble and and my husband was like I'm going to you know like I I, I'm going to give you my two weeks and he's like what do you need do you need more money like (laughs) do you need like I can give you more to and he's he's like no no no. I just don't like I mean at the end of the day without saying it to him it's like I don't want your life like I'm not trying to work up to do this I actually like have you know a girlfriend I have a life I have a you know, I want to build a, a life I love. And it wasn't doing that. And, yeah. you know, same thing, my brother and I, when we've had retail jobs in between our entrepreneurship, it's like, we're always great employees. People want us there. We have mm-hmm. great sales skills. We have, you know, we're really great with people, but then you get to a point where it's like, well, I'm good at that because I run my own business. I'm not here to do this, you know what I'm yeah. saying? But I'm also not going to like half-ass this job because that's not who I am. I, when I show up in life, I show up hundred percent, no matter what I'm doing. So I think that that makes sense. And I think that that is actually a very awesome, you know, we talk a lot about red flags, but I think that's a great green flag of like, when, if you, if you go up to your boss and you say, I'm giving you my two weeks, um, don't ask yourself, am I doing the right thing? Is this aligned? If your boss says, why? (laughs) Because they want to keep you because you're a good employee. That's when, you know, it's like, I don't belong here anymore. I need to go do my own thing. At least that's yeah. what I've seen in my immediate circle of people who made the Yeah, leap. and it brings up a good, I think it's true for when you're looking for jobs too, because I think we often have the mindset of like, okay, what, what can I do for this company? Like I can help them with this. I can help them with this. Right. I can help with this. But like, we don't often think about like, what this company needs me. Like for this, right. like, what does this company need out of me? Right. Um, and how is it going to provide me with a co- good quality of life, especially if I'm giving you know, a third of my life to this, or even more, most people yeah. give like two thirds of their life to their job. Like, how is it give, How is it providing me with something that I enjoy? And I think just something I try to do with my clients is really shift the perspective of like, like it's hard as an employer to get budget for an open job rec. Like that is mm. one of the hardest things to do in a team. Like, cause typically corporations are like, there's way more work than there are people. That's why people are so overworked and underpaid and that kind of thing. Cause they're like, okay, how do we, whatever helps the bottom line. Right. But um, when there is a job opening, that random thing you're applying to on LinkedIn, that is somebody's lifesaver that they're like, please come help. We need help with this right now. This work is not getting done someone needs to do it. We need someone really, really good. Like, please come help us. Mm -hmm. And I think we think of applying to jobs as like, oh, I hope they pick me. I hope they like me, but it's like, no, you're picking them. Like Mm -hmm. employers need you 
so sure. much more than you need them, especially in this current job market. Um, yes. It's such an exciting time to be. Picky. I totally agree. It's such an exciting time. Yay. I love it. I'm so excited for you. I'm excited for me. I'm excited for where everything can go. And um, I'm so appreciative of your friendship and your, yes, of course. your coaching, you know, um, collaborations that we've had. Um, and it's just been incredible to, to grow together. And yeah. I cannot wait. Likewise. Likewise, thank you for having me and congrats on your upcoming travel. I know that's a huge milestone for you um, and you're, you're right on time. It's all good. I love that. Thank you so much for being here. If you guys want to reach out to uh, Kelly, this episode resonated with you and you feel the, all the feelings, um, all of her links are in the show notes and um, yeah. I just hope that you all keep asking yourself the hard questions and keep having these conversations. Believe in yourself. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for listening to the Recovering Perfectionist podcast. I'm Christine. And if this episode resonated with you or spoke to you in any way, please feel free to share. I absolutely love hearing from you guys and your thoughts about the topics based on your experiences. And also, if there's anything you want me to talk about, just screenshot this episode and share it on social media with your comments. Your feedback really helps me to curate episodes that best serve you. If you have time, I would greatly appreciate if you could leave a review wherever you're listening to this episode, whether on Apple or Spotify or any other platform. I'm wishing you a blessed week ahead. And remember, perfection doesn't exist. Take messy action. Healthy habits keep us balanced and you are enough. Thank you.